This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every 25 bucks you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and a thousand bucks in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to 500 bucks to in bonus cast. So head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15K with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And, of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs, for uh, uh, for a recap of the Honda, and we're gonna do an initial little preview of the API, the Honor Palmer Invitational. It's your boy Boston Cap back for a preview with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, how you doing, baby? You know, for a guy who had another close call and another heartbreak down the back night, I'm actually doing okay. Yeah, I, I've kind of accepted what happened, and I'm I'm ready to move on. And uh, you know, listen, I was really hoping to get the Tom Evansky back to back to back. But uh, now nah, it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. Got I, I got caught uh, stealing home, you know. Ah, I mean that. I mean seriously. I mean almost three in a row, bro. Almost three. Almost in a four row. in a row. I had speed yeah, the pebble. That's true. Ah, yeah. you know. I mean, look, I mean, I, I know you didn't watch a lot of it. We'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, yeah. what happened. But yeah. Hey, listen, Seth Straka. Congrats to him. Yeah, dude. Somebody, good for him. We, had, we had somebody in our Slack channel had him. Uh, shout out Joel Meyer. Oh, Joel had him. Yep, Joel had him. Joel. Every, everybody Joel. was on the Lowry train because Joel's I bet a dirty, him. Joel's a dirty Canucks fan, though. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, he's a dirty so Canucks fan. So that's our listener. I, I, I still like Joel, though. I still like okay. Joel. Well, congrats to him. Uh, I think he had him at 151. He also had Lowry, too, I think. So that worked out. Oh, he, so he was sitting fucking pretty regardless. Oh, yeah, he was great. Um, But, yeah, congrats to him. Uh, And that's actually good karma because he uh, had low South African – and he had Christian Bazano, and he needed Dylan Fratelli to submarine say, which Fratelli did for about 17 holes. So Bazano was up one on Fratelli, going to 18, and Fratelli was just way over to the left in a bunker. Ends up getting up and down for, or get out of the bunker yeah. for Eagle. To oh my beat, wait, out of the bunker for Eagle? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that, so he already oh. had bad luck oh. losing the South African prop with that. But then it came back. The gods paid him back 150 to one. Seth Straka, good for him. What? Oh, Jesus, that's what I was gonna ask. You. I was gonna ask you what the fuck was he? I don't even remember seeing Straka. Like, no, one fifty to one. I had a first round leader, like I said. I was like, whoops. Oh, well. Always, I mean, it always seems like you got to a good start, but uh, I, I wasn't really on my radar this week. No, but hey, you know what? Like, congrats to him. Bulldog, uh, right? He's a joy yep, guy, right? Yep, he's a bulldog. And I, he was nails down the stretch too. He hit so many good shots. He had a lot of good looks for birdie, like within like fifteen twenty feet down the stretch. Missed a couple of them. And then he hit a really good iron shot, I think, on 14. And then he um, hit a birdie on 16 from the fringe. And then then Mother Nature intervened. So him and Lowry were tied. Yeah. So 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 you're gonna have to break. You're gonna have to break down this whole bag. I mean, you basically have to break down okay. today for me. So for listeners, I didn't watch any of this shit today. My mom's in the ICU. Um, she got admitted to the ER last night, so I was there all the fucking day today for the most part. Um, I didn't watch any of this shit. Um, so Steve's gonna have to uh, break it down for me. And uh, okay. so tomorrow night, depending on what's going on, it might be a, a Steve and uh, we have a Joe. Uh, we we have uh, we have a special guest uh, coming on tomorrow, regardless whether it's me. So it might be uh, all three of us, or it might just be uh, Steve and Joe. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to uh, the mother of uh, golf. Ah, ma. Yeah. Ma, ma golf. All right, ah. there you go. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so we'll save the Daniel Berger choke job for. A little bit, but okay. so I, so I had Shane Lowry 25 to one. I also have Chris Kirk. He kind of melted on the back nine. It's fine. I think he had a triple on 16, whatever. Oof. Yeah. Not, not great. <laughs> he, he, he was missing putts today. It, it wasn't going to work out for him, but I had Lowry and, uh, he was nine under, uh, heading into 18. Chaka birdied, uh, 16 to pull even with him. Uh, Lowry had a great up and down off the green on 17, by the way. Hit a horrible nine iron, missed the green, but he had a great up and down. So it was looking like it was going to come down to if either Strzok or Lowry are going to birdie 18 to win it or go to a playoff. Yeah. 
So Straka tees up, big bomb tee shot, 334 yeah. right down the middle, <laughs> only at 195 in. And then the skies opened up and it dumped buckets. <laughs> and so you had Kirk Hidayama, who actually played pretty well today too, and Straka, yeah. they were trying to like stall, but they were both on the clock. Oh no. So who put them on the clock? Like, what happened? Why were they on the slow, clock? Just slow play. They're like, you guys got to go. Really? So Kitayama sets up, runs out under the umbrella, hits a actually a pretty nice approach shot to the middle of the green. Schrocker runs out, hits a like an eight iron to the middle of the green too. Schrocker two putts for birdie, gets in. Here's the problem though. So Lowry hadn't teed off yet, and a rock hard fairway turned pillow soft. Oh yeah. So Berger let off, and his tee shot was probably like 45 yards behind Schrocker. Really? Like just no roll. They were so far back because it was soft. Well, that. it's not even just the soft. It's it's about the rain coming. Because yeah. That hard Florida rain, bro. Listen, I've been out there on it. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's 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 heavy. It's going to push your ball down. Oh, it, it was buckets. And then Lowry steps up, hits a terrible drive. But regardless, I knew I was in trouble with Lowry because even if he hit the fairway, he was going to be 40 yards back. He would have had to have a three-wood into – a green where you have to hit a left or right shot into into the rain, which you're not doing. Nope. He was probably going to miss the green. It would have been tough to get up and down for birdie anyways. Listen, that it is what it is. Sucks. It's so, it is. It damn, is, rain came in on, this, on the 18th hole? On the 18th hole. It oh, poured. my God. It poured. So Lowry hit a bad shot. He almost hit in the penalty area. Had to lay up, and then he hit a really bad wedge to, like, 45 feet, missed the birdie putt. It's fine. That's why I'm not really smart. I also grabbed a little bit of Straka down the back nine because I was kind of seeing him like, he's got it. So I grabbed a little bit of six to one to kind of whatever. It's fine. Overall, pretty a week for your boy. Three and no pre-tournament matchups, two and one matchups in the weekend, five of yep. nine positional props. Fuck yeah, let's uh, go. Uh, Sung JM missed the cut. Uh, mm-hmm. And Billy Horschel, we'll talk about that fucker later. Fuck Billy Horschel. <sighs> he screwed me out of, of a really nice weekend. And Louie, we can talk about him. He really screwed me too. Well, what uh, we'll say that for he, he, had a, he had a good fucking, he had a, he had a good comeback. Well, no, no. We'll talk about that, that asshole. <laughs> um, Daniel Berger, though. So that's yeah. the big story. Five stroke lead. So let me tell you, the most dangerous lead in all of golf is the five stroke lead. I mean, I was on Henley at the Sony Open, blows a five shot lead. Yeah. I was on Seth Samer's Power at, the, at Pebble, <laughs> blows a five shot lead with the easiest course in the rotation ahead of him, by the way. God, that was awful. I know, I had Seamus too. I know you did. It's okay, though. But, so, that's why I'm not all that pissed about Lowry. The fact that, A, I had a good betting weekend. B, he got in the mix. It took a miracle. And I'm glad I had a little bit of sweat today. Berger was bad today. He was so. Yeah, so talk to me about it. What, so what happened? Okay, so it started to unravel on the par five. So he sends his tee shot way left behind a tree. Has to basically punch out. He's got about 160 yards for his third. Hits a. Awful iron shot into the bunker. A fried egg, by the way. Buried lie. Blasts out of there. Ends up two-putting for double. Oh. So the lead then five? became, lead became what is two. That, what is that? Three, that's three shots to the field. Yeah. Now, Lowry, unfortunately, was only able to par the par five. Uh, but it still leaves it down to two. Because he watched Berger fuck it up along the way. Yeah. Put bad mojo in there. You've been with yep. – you, you've played golf enough. You know that, you like, the energy off your partner can fuck you up. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had to go in the other room because my kid was doing something. I think she was messing with the router. So I missed how Lowry didn't end up like, getting up and down for, uh, for – he only got him for par. But the very next hole, number five, Lowry hit a pretty bad pro shot of five. Ends up on the apron. Gets up and down for par. That was fine. Berger three putts from oh, 40 feet. And he missed like a six he, – he ran his putt about like six, seven feet pass. And then he missed the comebacker. So then the lead – then it, they were tied. Um and Lowry hits a beautiful approach shot on the ninth to four feet, misses the birdie putt. That hurt. Lowry missed a lot of, lot think, of short putts this week. I think that's what I, did I text you on nine, nine or ten, right? Because I, yeah. I, I pulled up the score. While I, was I think that's there. when you texted me. <laughs> I pulled up the score. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. So, so he had Strzok kind of percolating, Berger. Oh, that, that's why I forgot. So on six, Burgers in the bunker again. Just looks kind of dead. He's short-sided. Ends up getting up and down from the burger. Or not up and down. He ends up getting in from the bunker for birdie. What? Yep. That ties Lowry again. Or no, he actually moves one up. A shot lead again. What? 
Um, Burr oh makes a couple God. other bogeys. He has all this shit. Burger ends up airmailing the green on 14, ends up chipping in for birdie to get one back of Lowry. Lowry's up two at that point, and then Lowry just parred the rest of the way. Strzok ended up just winning it, though. He nailed a couple, you know, three birdies down the stretch. Uh, Berger hit it into the water on 18 because he was going for the green. He needed eagle anyways, and whatever, he dropped the fourth. But, yeah, bad, bad, bad job by Berger. And let that be a lesson to everybody. If you're on an outright who ha- ever has a five-shot lead at some point in the tournament, you need to hedge it daily. What's so hedge, funny? hedge, hedge. So last night before I had to go to the hospital, I was uh, I was on Twitter and it was Matthew Wiley uh, was trolling somebody else who was like, I can't I, I don't want to say who I can't remember who it is so I don't want to say I don't want to say the name but it was like it takes uh it, t- it doesn't take balls to like put a little to win a lot it takes balls to to put a lot to win a little and the dude put like fucking ten grand or fucking five grand down for Berger to win with the five oh, shot lead. No. Yeah, and then but then Wiley showed like he dropped like I don't know two K pre tournament eighteen to one, and I was like, ooh, that 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 looks a lot better. But now, it's, yeah, that's like, the, yeah, that Wiley, if, that Wiley cat cracks me up, man. He's a funny dude. Yeah, if if you're if you're you were on Burger, hey, you know what? Good call. Yeah, I was call. kicking myself on Thursday because that it seemed like everyone forgot about Burger. Yep. Like he was popular in DFS, but outright market, everyone's like, oh, well, the back injury, we don't know. Yeah, I mean, Burger should have won this tournament, so it. Don't listen. You're gonna feel bad because your guy yeah. blew a five shot lead. And five shot actually, lead. it was a six shot lead, and he bogeyed the 18th yesterday. Oh. That was that was pretty bad. And then he just smiled. Listen, at the end of the day, it's fine. If you're on Lowry, that's whatever. It is what it is. It was a good call. I'm yeah, it was a great dude. You know, Lowry was a great call. Yeah, overall, listen, I'm I'm happy. What's happened? I last four weeks, I've had I had the guy in second, first, first, and second. Yeah, not bad. Let's go. Made money on the betting card this week. Can't complain. Grind, grind out the units. We'll go on to Bay Hill. So uh, while we take a quick break, we'll do a quick DFS report card. Talk about a couple other uh, other bums that kind of made me mad, and then uh, we got into, uh, we'll get on to Bay Hill. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, WinBet has a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserve seating area, four seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook for the early round action of the college basketball tournament. We not allowed to say it. Do they have it like TM to something? Um, Thursday, March 17th and Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two night stay. In addition, they'll be awarded $1,000 in free bets on WinBet. Any WinBet patron that places a minimum $25 wager on college basketball during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There is no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if you wager a G on college basketball games during the promotional period, you will get 40 entries. Offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's break down the DFS tiers as far as popularity how they did. So... Over ten thousand dollars. Most popular player, Sung Jay. Sung Jay, big bust. Yeah. God, it, you know he actually hit the ball okay. He was a mess around the greens. He up getting. Yeah. A, I mean, it was a little bit of bad luck on what Friday. Friday. He up getting two fried egg lies in the back bunker on. But you can't hit it there though. If you're gonna hit a draw into those bunkers, it's it's gonna bury. So, listen, I had a miscut prop on him. That was good. He was the only one that hit, though. That was a bit of a shame. We'll talk about the other guy who probably should have missed the cut, too. Luck bot uh, do it. Yeah, it is what it is. So, all right, Berger. You know, we already yeah. talked about him. Yep. Fourth in drafting scoring. All right, let's get to Louie. All right, let's get to Louie. Okay. So, one of my top 20 props, which two of the three hit. Lowry and Mitchell both hit. That's fine. Yep. Uh, Louie, though, was plus 110. I'm like, you know what? That's the only guy I can kind of trust. Let's go with him. Awful on Thursday. Terrible so bad start. on Thursday. So bad. That I actually am like, all right, I'm just going to unstar this one on my leaderboard. I'll need to track him. Then Friday, he's great. Yep. All right, he's in the mix. Saturday, eh, you know, kind of miss, hit or miss. But Sunday, heading into, I think, 6-15 or 17. No, 17. Okay. He's sitting T-15. Exactly. Comfortably in. Not even in a dead heat position with a par yeah. 5 ahead of him. And all I got to say is like, all right, just don't. Hit it in the water. What does that fucker do? Puts in the water on 17. Ends up tripling the hole. Doesn't oh, birdie man. the 18th. Falls a T32. Cost no. me up there. That sucked. 
dude, I hate that. Dude, there was, that is such, that's so bad. Like, I know. Well, that's not the only, we'll talk about another golfer screwing in the bear trap too a little later, but yeah, listen, he finished T32, finished 12th in DraftKings scoring. That's what pisses me off about DraftKings sometimes. Louis did not deserve a top 15 DraftKings performance. He had a lot of birdies. Great. Awesome. He played like dog shit for most of this tournament. Yeah. He did. So whatever. Um, and here's actually another thing. Brooks Kepka, T16 on the leader, actually played pretty well. Only 43rd in DraftKings scoring. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But well, that's why it's different. I know. That's why we, different. that's why we tell people it's different, right? I so, know. It's, it's, it's frustrating though. Like you see like, oh, he finished 16th. That's a good pick. No, he finished 43rd. No, that's actually pa- a terrible cause pick. He, cause he parred his ass off on a par course. He did exactly what you need to do at PJ Nationals. Yeah. Make a lot of pars and make a lot yeah. of big numbers and whatever. Yeah. Brooks, Brooks hit the ball really well this week though. He was okay. bad, bad putting, bad scrambling. If it's tough conditions at Sawgrass, I might be interested depending on the number. He's kind of flying under the radar. He played well this week. He played all right. I don't like, I don't like Brooks at, at die courses. Mm. Don't. Yeah. Didn't know. All right. Kiowa was a die, is a die course. He's like third there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We can get He's got that. a couple top. Well, this is a conversation for two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fine. We can okay. get to it. All right. Um, and then everyone started talking about, oh, well, the guy who won the previous week ends up playing well the following week. So everybody, I think, went on Joaquin. Well, not everybody. He was, he was the least popular guy, but that narrative started kicking up and nope, that didn't work out. Not. He looked, he looked fucking good on Thursday though. I was like, yeah. he was like five under. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's going to yeah. go first round leader on Thursday. And then he melted on the back nine. And it yeah. wasn't even the hard, it wasn't even the hard holes. I think it was like 11 or 12. He doubled. Um, yeah, yeah it was, it, and it was like one of those like 360 putts, like, uh, just like the back breaking. I'm trying to save bogey and then like, it 360 down. Here's a double for you. Yeah, that's the thing about this golf course, and that, like everybody wants to talk about the oh, this is a bear trap. That's was the hardest part. Now, every every hole on this golf course is hard. We saw Daniel Berger double a par five pretty easily, actually. Yeah, stuff can go really wrong, <laughs> really fast. Right. All right, let's get to Billy Horschel. That it, it it seems like every time I bet on Billy, he costs yep. me money, and every yep. time I bet against him, costs me money. Although Shane Lowry beat him in the head to head for me, that was great. But I had a miscut prop on Billy Horschel. He's in a birdie in the hardest hole of the golf course at 17 to get yep. inside the cut line. And then he played 18 like a complete coward. Idiot. Like an idiot. Yeah. No, not like an idiot. Like, I mean, he was on the cut line. He's like, all right, I'm just going to par my way. Play like, you're a coward, Billy. Go for the green. I like it. At least try to put it in the water for me. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck, you made fuck it on Billy. the cut. Fuck Billy Horschel. That's fine. 20, I, I hope 30, se- 30 seconds to line up a fucking putt. I know. 30. He's the worst. Three zero seconds. And I don't mean line it up like walk around, look at it, read the line. I mean put his little happy feet in there, put his club feet down, shuffle, 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 shuffle. Look, shuffle, 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 shuffle. Oh my god, dude, it is fucking maddening. They also showed um fuck, I can't even remember the guy's name now. What was it uh, who was playing with Brooks on Saturday? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so this fucking guy, some whatever, some asshole, fucking four, 40 seconds of fucking waggle before he gets up and hits the fucking ball. And then Brooks just steps up, no practice swings, puts it on the grid. Same shot. Yeah. Like, like fuck, all, guys, hit the fucking ball and move. It's so maddening. I know. No, the pace of play issue is Ugh. pretty bad at PJ Tour. So anyways, Billy Horschel, most popular player in the $9,000 range. Congratulations. You got 21st in drafting scoring, whatever. Uh Keith Mitchell was... Popular, but he was great. He had a yeah. great Sunday, tenth in scoring. Thank you for the top twenty. Chuck Keith Mitchell paid off. He did. He's been playing good lately. I, I, I think I, I think he's a threat to win eight uh, Bay Hill this week. He plays that golf course pretty well too. If if the number is long, hey, okay. you never know. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Anything for your boy Tommy Fleetwood, Miss Scott? Uh, yeah, he fucking sucks. Like I always say, he sucks. He can't even play this course well now that he always plays well at. Can't wait to fade him next week. He does suck. Because wait, how so Fleetwood is isn't even good with long, like he's not good with long irons so he's gonna get destroyed on this course. I I don't know about I mean he's usually actually pretty good at this golf course but I think it's because of it's it's scrambling. I mean he's solid with his irons he's pretty accurate off the tee usually but you know what this is not the first time I've seen really good European tour results from Tommy and then we're like oh maybe he can translate it no I mean like listen. Sh- the, sh- Fleetwood and Lowry are both in the same position of really good Euro Tour stats coming in. Lowry stepped up because he's a man. And he's tough. And Fleetwood's kind of whatever. Lowry like, played well. Lowry played well today. Listen, you know, I loved Lowry prior to the Ryder Cup. And 
fine. I don't. I don't think Lowry made a bogey today. By the way. Yeah. Oh, I think he was. I, I think he was. Bogey three. Three three under no no bogeys today. Well, didn't I? It was he like played fun, good. It was like a burger only had two bogeys going into today, right? Yeah, and then he had like at least five. <laughs> oh god, he's bad. Um, you know why I didn't really hit the Shane Lowry? Uh, like this week because the gambling guys didn't want me to have the pick guy who won and the guy who was in DFL. <laughs> Matthew Wolf, terrible pick. Um, oh my god, Mea culpa. Uh. Seven DraftKings points. I'm surprised there was even that many. I was surprised there was that many too. Um, yeah, we need to retire the less than driver Matthew yeah, Wolf thing. I'm I'm concerned there's something going on off the course again. Absolutely. There's probably yeah. I think we got to put him in uh, in mothballs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, he, you he was, watch you watch his body language, right? Yeah, he was I mean, it, he was horrendous on Thursday. It was. I was like, what the fuck? I even made the jokes. I had a matchup with Wolf or somebody. It doesn't even matter. Really get, I don't remember who it was against, but fucking, like, holy shit. Just absolutely terrible. And then he was just as bad on fucking Friday. I think he lost 10 strokes off the tee and putting combined on Thursday. Why won't he just take the driving dreadful. iron? I don't know. I don't he know. He was so good with the driving iron. I don't know. I, I don't know. But nothing was working, really. So. He needs to fire his coach and get a new one. No, George Gankis is good. That's the only guy I think I can get it, like in his head and mm. like, you know. All right, uh, Alex Noren, that was a guy I liked this week. Good pick. Yep, fourteen scoring. Matt Jones, uh, that nope. trend holds of uh, good finish. Fame the next week. Yep. He was terrible. All right, yep. eight thousand hour range. Uh, you know, honestly, not really a whole lot to write home here. Most popular player was Christian Bazanhood. He was whatever. Uh, Aaron Wise. Remember when Aaron Wise was everybody's darling back in the day, including mine, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, he sucks now. Oh, there's there's uh, somebody to talk about in this range. What's that? There's somebody to talk about in this range. Oh, Cam Young? Oh, fine. We can talk about him, too. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. No, I mean, listen, Cam Young uh, gave me a scare today because I had Alex Norton in a matchup against him, and Norton was up seven going into the day, and Cam Young shot 65 to kind of make me a little nervous, but Norton took care of business today, so it was fine. Uh, Let's see. Uh, We talk about Mito for a second? Gary, dude. Gary. Gary. We'll get to him. him. I want to talk about Mito for a second. All right, fine. Talk about Mito. All right. Um... He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. I understand that the ball striking looks great, but he cost me a head-to-head on Saturday. It really pissed me off. I had him in a matchup against Lee Westwood. Uh, first of all, Mito missed a two-foot putt for par. That sucked. And then he, course, went three, then he went three over in the bear trap to go from up two to down one. And, yeah, and then he ended up, uh, I think Lee ended up bogeying the 17th but they were tied, and then Lee birdied the 18th, and that was it. So, uh, you suck, Mito. <laughs> All right. Gary Woodland, let's talk about your boy. Yeah, it looks good. He did look good. And this is actually something I I, I should have put something on Woodland, because anytime you say I might be about out on Woodland or out on X player, that's when he actually comes through. Exactly. So note, to your, note to yourself, if, if you're betting a guy like five, six, seven straight tournaments in a row, and then you finally reach the point, I'm out on this guy, that's when he shows up. But you can't tell me that because now I'm just never going to be out on the guy. Yeah. And I'll ruin No, you just have to naturally, like, you just have to catch yourself when you have yeah. that instinct, like, all right, I'm kind of out. Like, no, one more time. One more time. Yes. Because now, good long iron player, his odds should be okay next week. Is he in the field no, next week? Oh, I. He might be in the field. I bet every Tom, Dick, and Harry's going to bet him next week. You, so? you guys, you guys cannot help yourself to get betting Gary Woodland anytime he shows a little bit of form. You can't help yourselves. I don't know who you guys is, but I feel attacked. Yeah. But yeah, what do you mean, you guys? This is tw- this is twenty twenty two, Steve. This is a safe space. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right, and then last guy I want to talk about is Patrick. <laughs> Ugh. Nope. Um, Never I'm again. worried this is Bubba Watson's boldly territory with him. Oh. Yeah. Signed the big contract PXG, inferior club. You told me he was playing the the $200 driver. What the hell happened? Well, actually, I was wrong. It's $350. Oh, oh, That thing was like $800 once upon a time. Now it's $350. Here's what, here's what I want to talk about. So I left work on Friday. I think he was one under. He was actually doing okay. What the fuck happened in like two hours? I get home. I play with my kid. I turn on coverage. He's plus nine. What the hell happened? So I don't know either because I was working and I did the same thing. <laughs> it was, so it was on my third screen. 
and like I'm trying to learn all these new systems for the company I work for now, and you know how well I adjust to technology, and yeah. uh, and so and they haven't sent me my second monitor, so it's like a laptop and a monitor, so I actually have my other laptop with the golf coverage over here, and. I the same thing. I'm like dicking around at work and I'm like, all right, let me check back in. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it was the same thing. I don't think I got him at plus nine, but I think I got him at like plus six. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. No, he's got three more shots of it. That dude is. No. What do you think? I, I think, I don't know if he's in the field this week, but he's definitely in the field of the players. What do you think his DraftKings price is going to be at the players? At the players? Oh. I think it's going to be low seven. Seven. Yeah. 72. I was going to say 7,200. Yeah. 72. Are you buying, are you buying nope. at that point? No. I don't think I am either. No. No, because I, I don't like I, I don't like read I don't like read at TPC anyway. No, and you know what? You have to use driver a lot more at Sawgrass than you think uh, you have to use it. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, that because no, you got you got you got to use it. You got to use it on what at least at least know, that's eleven. Maybe I don't know. I'll, I'll well, that's two weeks from now. We'll do that. All right, let's zoom through the rest. I mean, seven thousand hour range. Danny McCarthy, eighteen percent. Lucas Glover, fourteen percent. KH Lee, fourteen percent. All of them were just fine. Yep. Uh, so now I'll finish top forty in scoring. Whatever. I like Chris Kirk a lot this week. Six in scoring. Did. Yep. You know, thirty percent ownership. Yeah. Uh, CT Pan. I'm kind of upset I didn't have anything on him. He was pretty good this week. Uh, Sam Ryder qu- uh, got a quad. I think on the on sixteen. On uh, Thursday, rally yeah. to finish eighth in drafting scoring. How about good. that? That's pretty good. How about um, that? Your galaxy brain logic that Adam Svensson, because he's Canadian, is good in the wind. Well, you know what? He was ninth in drafting scoring. Just shoved it in my face. Yeah, and it, dude, he had a bad day today, too, right? Because he, he was in the mix, it. right? He was. He's horrific putting. Absolutely it's, terrible. Was it all putting? Oh, it's all putting. He actually, no, I think he gained like 11 strokes TD green this week. Huh. Lost a billion putting. It was really bad. <laughs> He's he's got a bad stroke. Um, Nikolai Horgard, I'm glad I faded him in the matchup. That was over on Thursday, even though Ian Poulter kind of sucked. Uh, Nick Taylor rallied for top 20 for me. That was great. Uh, the, you know, and then under 7,000, most popular player is Mark Hopper, but there's only 6% ownership. He played great. Uh, let's see. Lee Hodges, that name flew out of my mouth, I think, on Monday. Did I have any exposure on him? Nope. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, finished 11th in drafting scoring. Uh, John Ha had a good performance. Something uh-huh. named Andrew Kozan and Martin, C- Martin Cortini did well. I have no idea who those guys are. Uh, Wait, don't I have John Ha? No, I... you have Justin Suh. No, no. Close, close though. Close. Very Samsonite. Close. <laughs> and I could have got a second in DraftKings scoring. How Pretty about that, that, dude? Pretty good. Yeah, I picked the wrong American who played in the Euro Tour is now in the PGA Tour. I picked David Lipsky as that guy, and that worked out for a little bit, and then he collapsed over the weekend. But no, I mean, this, pro- this is one good start. He had nothing but miscuts prior to this. Let's chill out. I think, no, you use Kirk Kitayama, I think, in the fall. And I quiz you. I'm like, what's Kirk? What's the most noble thing Kirk Kitayama's ever done? You've had no idea. I did, I did use him in the fall. You did. And I'm like, no, he lost in a playoff to EVR at the Turkish, or to Terrell Haddon at the Turkish Open. Dude, I don't even remember why I liked him. He popped on something. I don't know he was super probably, cheap. Probably some Galaxy <laughs> Spring Fantasy National takes. So, all right, so that's it. Let's close uh, the book on the Honda. Let's talk about the API field for a little bit. Yeah. So last week was pretty barren. Uh, this Oof. week it's a embarrassment riches. We Good are, stat. Stat. Yeah, we're, we're back to really good fields. Um. Probably biggest name in the field for me. I, maybe the most interesting name is Bryson. He's actually teeing it up this week. Uh, I think it's more from the standpoint of. He is going to get peppered from the media about this Saudi thing. If he if he gives any media availability, these That's, guys don't have to do it. That is true. He might decline, but I think people are. He's gonna, definitely declining. All right. He's a baby. Well, there's questions about that. There's a questions about how truly healthy baby. he is. It is his swing actually causing all these injuries, which I might think yes, that maybe. Of course, of course. What do you yeah. I think it is. You can't. Uh, it's like it's like when you see all these guys like who did steroids. I'm not saying Bryson ever did steroids, but they bulked up and they they had put on a lot of muscle on a frame that probably shouldn't handle it. Because how tall is Bryson? It's like I think he's like my height, like six one maybe. I don't even think he's that tall. Okay. Yeah, it, I I don't. It, you're 100 right. Short. Think about the baseball players that packed on all that muscle. Yeah. Naturally, over yep. 12 months, because clearly that can happen. Um and yeah, it destroys their body. Ken Caminiti, like I, I could go through the list. It's fucking Ken Caminiti, I think he died. By the way, he did die. He did. <laughs> Way to use Ken Caminiti as the poster child for steroids. But I mean, he's one of the guys who I think about first. 
because he died, because he bulked up and he was crushing the fucking ball. And right. I loved I loved to use him in World Series ninety seven on Sega. You know who I think of? Yeah. Brady Anderson. That's, that's Oh, that's my, a great one. That's, that's great my go to Dude, you're a career like ten home run slap hitter, and then you get fifty five bombs. <laughs> exactly, it was a fifty five. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the Red. Been. He was in the Red Sox farm system, and I remember like everybody losing their fucking mind because all of a sudden the dude's hitting like fifty bombs for the fucking Orioles. Uh, back in the days when baseball was a thing, and you know they actually had a season. Uh, let's not go to. Anyways, um, so John Rom's in this field. I don't think he's ever played this tournament before. He hasn't. He hasn't, which is strange. No. But we're going to see him at this place that actually might kind of suit his game. Now, I and, doubt... And he's got another baby on the way. Oh, well, congrats to him. Baby so, um, I doubt the books are probably going to price him fairly. Oh, it's going to be eight to one. I wouldn't be surprised if he... I wouldn't be surprised if he wins this week. This is kind of... I don't know. I can see him also going on tilt, but, like, there's some things about this place that I think he can do really well at. So, and then you got Rory who dominates this place. You got Victor yep. Hovland, who I think everybody's going to bet this week. Yeah. Hovland doesn't have a good history here though, does he? He's only played it twice. I think. Like, yeah. But like everybody wants to compare him with Rory McIlroy. So like, you know, great off the tee, great iron player. Listen, I, I like Hovland, but let's pump the brakes on comparing him to fucking Rory. Yeah. And you guys, I, listen, you guys not, know my feelings on Rory, but like, I mean, come on, let's, let's pump the brakes. That's like listen, Mahomes to Brady. Let's, let's don't shoot the messenger. I've heard that take before. Okay. Uh, yeah, Hideki, who actually I kind of like this week. Uh, you got Scheffler, you got Will Zaltoris, Terrell Head, a whole bunch of names. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a great tournament. Um, this is usually one where at least somebody under 50 to 1 wins. I think the biggest long shot to win this recently was, I think, Leishman was 70 to 1, but that was just like... His number fell. Matt Every, I think, was back to back like two hundred and one though. That was like fucking ten years ago. I know, it? but like I mean you got Tiger Woods has won this thing, Bryson, Rory, Francesco Molinari. Uh, what was Molly's number? Was that when he was just thirty five? That, that I actually hit everything. I actually hit that year. That was pretty great. Nice. Uh Hatton, I hit the year he won at fifty to one. Uh, I didn't hit on Leishman. Um let's see. He had Rory. Yeah. Usually the guys where the top dogs do well. There's there's two different prototypes of how to do well here. Okay. Why don't we take it in our quick break? We'll break down the golf course, and then we'll talk about what that is. All right, sounds good. Well, listen, did you guys know that when you're browsing online, incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well give away all your private data to Russia and the hackers, advertisers, and your ISP and prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands, like Russia. Uh, even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish from unlimited devices without sacrificing uh, on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, and all your devices, even your Fire Stick, will work. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free for those people who have trouble with math. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world. Everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy, take your privacy back with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. And just so everybody knows... The IP Vanish didn't put the Russia things in there. I put them in there. So okay, you know you could probably use IP Vanish. By the way, I do use IP Vanish. No, no, I'm saying you know who could probably use it, Phil, because the Saudis have all his info. <laughs> after what he did, yeah, yeah, not great. Every shady transaction he's done, oh yeah, they have it. That's that's all going to come out pretty soon. It doesn't matter. He's he's got money. He already got off insider trading. Listen, you know how America works. Though fucking money, money, get out of everything. Uh, Wait, hold on. I just sold ten thousand shares way ahead of something that so weird, so weird. That's a very sensitive topic for uh, the city of Rochester. If you uh, that's that's some inside baseball uh, economic uh, 
stuff up here. So well, it just it, I mean, it pissed me off when I was a FA man. I was like, man, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. If I did that shit, there's no way I'd be fucking. There's no way I'm walking. No way. Zero no. chance. No. All right. Why don't we get to the facts of the golf? <laughs> so what's up about uh, Bay Hill? So you wanted me back on the preview show, Steve. You wanted that me back. is that is that is true. So uh, so what's up about Bay Hill? So this was built in 1960. Uh, basically, a group of visitors from Nashville, Tennessee, uh, purchased land from a guy named Dr. P. Phillips. And so before it was a golf course, this was a uh, a citrus uh, field. It was basically growing a bunch of oranges. Because hey, what do you do when you're in Florida? You grow a bunch of oranges. And, uh, but the land became infertile due to lack of nutrients. So because it was unproductive, they sold the golf course to this group of businessmen, hired a guy named Dick Wilson, uh, to build the golf course. And he originally sodded the golf course with a strand of grass called Tipway Bermuda. Basically, it was a, the first golf course in Florida, um, seeded with a strain of Bermuda. Basically, it's a little, uh, better and a little bit cooler conditions. You don't have to overseed it. You know, it's a little hardier to, you know, withstand some temperatures in the land because, you know, it, it, sometimes around this time of year, it might be a little uh, dicey with the cold weather. And that when that happens, Bermuda goes dormant with that strain. It doesn't. So but I mean, we most know this golf course because of Arnold Palmer. So he first came to this golf course in 1965, fell in love the place. He became so enamored. He bought they leased the golf course from the owners and 1975, he purchased the golf course outright. Then in 1979, he negotiated with the PG Tour to bring uh, a tournament to the club and has hosted a tournament ever since. So, do you know what he bought it for? I have no idea. I didn't know. I didn't. Know, I just didn't know. If, I was curious because be like, oh man. No, it's it's not. I, I know. I know. Sawgrass was famously purchased for like a dollar. I think from some guy, which I don't buy at all. Oh, no, probably some other royalties involved. That that that's the story for next week when I talk about the genesis of that place. But now, now this uh this the this is an old citrus farm that uh. Came into Arnold Palmer's hands. So everything's old citrus farms down there. Basically, yeah. And what else do you grow down there? Uh, Actually, it's probably, probably yeah, weed maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so this has undergone a couple of renovations and uh, changed over a couple uh, three years. I think the last renovation was in 2009. Arnold Palmer uh, personally oversaw it. So his goal with that renovation was to make it a little more welcoming to amateurs. Basically, you know, just make it a little friendlier off the tee for. Guys like us, but still challenging for the PGA Tour professionals. And despite his best efforts, he didn't really do that. It's still, <laughs> still there are very little layup zones and safe places for an amateur. Either you got narrow fairways or pretty thick rough. Um, there's not a whole lot of room to operate for guys like us. Like Florida golf course, like every Florida golf course, there's water everywhere. Water. Not as much as last week at PGA National. I think there's only nine holes with water in play. Love, but yeah, only, that's fine with me. That's fine. Only nine. That's perfect. Um, you know, there's several holes where there's either a forced carry over water or there's water all the way down it. It just for guys like us, it's not great, but it's entertaining to watch these guys play it. Like kind of yeah. like we saw last week. I don't think PGA National is a very good golf course, but I think it's entertaining to watch. You know, see these I guys. Like, you said that last week. I like I like PGA National. I like the, I like the Florida swing. Would, maybe would I'm like, maybe I'm biased. Okay, let me say. Would you like to play champion the Champions course? Oh. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, so all right, so I that's would, what I'm talking about. I would because it's the champions course, but I okay. know. I'm but like, would you? Okay, would you have fun probably playing it? No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about, and that's kind of my criteria for like, is it a golf course good? Would I actually enjoy playing it? I got you. No, I, I, I don't think so. Like, yeah. and, and same thing with this place. Like, if I'm on my deathbed and I'm, I'm just looking back, I'm like, I really regret like never playing Bay Hill. No. I'm not going to regret that. <laughs> but to watch these guys play it, it's pretty good. It's, you know, listen, it's pretty penal. There's a lot of places to get in trouble. The only problem with this is it feels a little outdated now because we've seen some bombers just absolutely bomb and gouge this place. Just play it like the way it was not intended. We'll talk about a couple of holes later where just the how far the ball goes, it kind of ruins the hole. Um you know, angles don't really matter with this place. It seems like you kind of hit it all over the place and just pop it on the green. You're fine. Uh, and besides water, the only other defense of this golf course is the wind. Uh, the really long, isn't the rough really long here? It is, but like, I mean, if you're a long hitter, you can gouge out of it with a wedge and you're fine. So, you know, in, in years where it's soft and there's no wind, we've seen scores that approach 20 under, but the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of wind. 
firm conditions and the closing two holes are both into the winds, one of yeah. the toughest closing holes in golf, yeah. it, it plays very tough. So you have to have a lot of wind in order to be tough. You have to have it be firm. Can't have any rain there. And then we'll get an entertained product from a viewer. So, you know, I will actually say something positive about this place. The closing stretch of holes is pretty good. So let's start with number 15. Um, so they've stretched this place out so much where the tee box on 15 is actually across the street, on, right? Yeah, it's across the street. I think it's on the other <laughs> tee box. So yeah. you'll see guys hitting the over hedges. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this hole is kind of borderline unfair to anyone who actually wants to play it straight. So if you're not a long hitter, let's say you're, I don't know, Ryan Armour, okay. and you step up to the tee, you hit a dead straight ball. Well, that ball is going to bound into the rough because the fairway is basically concrete. There's nothing slowing the ball into it. Right. You're going to hit into the rough. You got no shot. You got a long approach shot into a rock hard green. You're done. But if you're someone like Rory or Bryson, you can carry that, cut the corner and cut off like a hundred yards off the hole and you set up a wedge for yourself. Like that's what I'm talking about with this place. There's a lot of holes where you just cut off the corner. Like Bryson, the famous one last year is the sixth hole where he cut it over the lake. Like a lot oh, of guys. I know. This, I, I know. Like he took an extreme route, but like a lot of guys can cut off a lot of that hole now just because of how it goes. And there's a lot of holes like that where you just cut the corner. Like and 15th is basically the poster child for that. Like this thing, they need to add like a bunker or something, or like they need to, I don't know, and some. Add some undulation to the fairway. It's just, I don't know. It, the hole doesn't work anymore with how far these guys hit it. Everyone just cuts the bunker if you get some length. Um, 16 is a par five. I mean, anytime you got a par five down the stretch, it's good. It's a short par five. It's only 511 yards. Um, you know, if you keep in the fairway and hit the green, a birdie is pretty easy, but you can definitely mess this hole up. Uh, if you're in the fairway bunker, it's a layup because there's water short of the green. You can't go from the green for there. It's a pretty tricky green complex too. It's pretty severely undulated from back to front. If you're in the two back bunkers on this hole, you're basically, toast. yeah, you're toast. You're not getting close to the pin unless the pin is all the way in the front. But yeah, like, so you have to make sure you had a good tee shot. You're in the fairway and then hit the green. You're fine. Uh, 17 though. Th- this is when the fun starts. Ridiculously hard hole, especially when the wind is up. Uh, 221 yards over water over a huge fairway bunker. Just not a fun hole. But is this, is this the one where they put the grandstands that can no, stop it? No, there's no grandstands in this one. Okay. A- okay. 18, there's grandstands. Okay, okay. 17, there's nothing behind there. Yeah. Uh, you just have that big bunker that kind of like, it blends into the water too. So then sometimes like, if you watch our shot link, sometimes you'll see a guy like really close to it and they'll say it's in the bunker, but it's actually in the water and you kind of get fooled and that's never, that's never nice. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so that's up. And then the 18th hole, 458 yard par four into the wind again. Um, you know, it's a narrow fairway. If you're in the rough on the left, you're not hitting the green. And it's a really rock hard, severely left to right slope green. Uh, with water short, if you want to hit a pro shot over the water, you got to carry it over a rock formation, which I've seen guys hit the rock wall and then bounce back into the water. It's just, listen, if you're looking for car crashes, yeah. this is a good always, golf course. Always what I'm looking for, Steve. Yeah. Always what yeah. I'm looking for. And, and I haven't looked at the weather report yet, but hope for wind. I think they got a little bit of rain South Florida, so it might be a little softer than usual, so which kind of suck. Orlando is like, I don't know, fucking 80 miles from me, south. Yeah. Yep. And it's been windy here. We got rain today. Okay. South Florida got rain today. I, I'll, che- I'll check in on the weather and uh, I'll text some people. Okay. Who are down. I know. I, I mean, I, I, know, I know people who are down there right now, so I'll, I'll text. Okay. And see what the I mean, as long as we get wind, it's going to be a tough golf course. And I think you can kind of look at the last couple leaderboards and make the comparison. So, um, yeah, I mean, it should be an entertaining tournament. It's a great field. It's it's a good appetizer to the players next week. So yeah. uh, why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some betting strategies. like it. All right. Well, listen, uh, Stable Duel, it, there are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay, paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard with as much as $15,000 on one entry. 
Do you know anything about horses? <laughs> Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build the best strategy. The app is free to download at stablebill.com and multiple games are offered each day with free weekly at, with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get on the app, create your account and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in our app and we compare our stats. Download now at stablebill.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. All right. Thanks, strategy. So let's just get some nuts and bolts of the golf course first before we start really diving in. So okay. so par 72 uh, okay. for the pros it plays uh, 7,466 yards. That's very long for yeah. par 72. Um, there's four par fives, but all for okay. a reasonable. All gettable, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not in trouble off the tee and the wind's cooperating, you can get there. Especially on the, I think, what, six where you're driving over the lake. Like, yeah. if you cut off a lot of that hole, it's basically like a eight iron. You could be like Bryson. Then, like, so, uh, whatever, he ended up doing okay. Uh, he ended up winning, obviously. But remember, he fucking he put it, like, within 40 hours. He still came over with a par that last year. No, no, he still, I think he birdied it still. No, no I thought he had a terrible iron into it. But then he got up and down, I think, for birdie. Uh, I thought he parted still. No, no, he no, he had a garbage wedge. That's that's when we all laughed at him. That's right. Um, the par threes though are really tough. They're all really long at Bay Hill. Uh, three of them play over 200 yards, and the fourth plays at 199 yards. So essentially, they're all 200 yards or more. Um, five of the nine par fours are over 450 yards. Uh, two of the par fours play under 400 yards, but they're not drivable. There's either water that's only short of the green. Or where the fairway pinches and the bunker, like it, there's no benefit to actually trying to drive the green. Like you're laying up on those holes. Yeah. Uh, as far as Grammy goes, the greens are typical Bermuda. Uh, it's a stranded grass that can handle uh, the cooler temperatures in Orlando if they get to that since this time of year. They're really fast though. They run about 12 to 12 and a half, 12 and a half in the stint meter. But if it's really windy and firm, they can run 13, 13 and a half, like really quick. Uh, the rough is overseed with ryegrass. It's very thick. It's three inches deep. Um, some years they overseed the fairways with ryegrass as well, but in 2022, uh, it's not. It's going to be Bermuda fairways. That's kind of tricky. Anytime you have like a different agronomy in the, uh, fairways and rough, you know, it, 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 that can trip up some guys, but I mean, I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, let's look at the relative skill set charts. So this is a chart I always put in all my articles. It's from Data Golf. It's a great tool. So the first thing that pops up, and no surprise, is that driving performance is very predictive to how the final leaderboard shakes out. You have a high, you're highly correlated in driving distance, highly correlated in driving accuracy, and that makes a whole lot of sense. Basically, a guy can drive it really long and straight all week. Hello, Tiger Woods. Hello, Ryan McElroy. <laughs> Are awesome there. Or you get a bomber like Bryson DeChambeau who can hit it all over the dog legs. He's great here. Or you can have a guy like Terrell Hatton, Francesco Molinari, pretty accurate players off the tee, hits a lot of fairways. They're great here. So off the tee performance, really important this week. Either you're just someone who just hits a whole bunch of fairways and really give their irons, or you're a bomber that can shore up the holes. That's pretty big edge this week. Uh, Potting is also pretty predictive at this place, which is kind of weird, but I think it's because a lot of winners at this place have been really a putter. So Bryson, back before the Greens reading book, Probably one of the best player, best putters on the PJ Tour. You think that's negatively impacted him, right? Yes, I do. I, I do. I, I, I think it has. I mean, I, I have to look at the stats, but like he's definitely not putting up the putting stats he has been uh, early this year. Now it's early, but I can even just tell just look, like some of the putts like he used to hit, like he's just not hitting. It just seems like uh, Jason Day, I think, has won this at least once. He's a great yeah, putter. Once at least, yeah. And he was wicked long off the tee probably when he yeah, won two. So, there yeah, so Bomber, great putter. Great combo right there. Um, and, like, historically, Francesco Molinari is not a good putter, but when he won this, he was on that, like, 12-month stretch yeah, where he's, he's like, would want everything. Tricker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just putting his, his ass off. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so he looks, you know, he looks like, so Molinari, sorry, you invited me back for the preview show. He looks like the fucking, he looks like the Pink Panther detective. You you have said that before. Yeah, that's not you know the first what I'm, time you said that joke. You know what I'm talking about. I, I guess. How I'm, do you not? How do you not know? You're not that much younger than I am. I mean, I've seen the Pink Panther cartoon. Is that what you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, with the fucking guy with the mustache and the overcoat and the hat. 
We've had this conversation. I don't want to get back into it. It's so, it's so frustrating. Right. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm sending you a fucking picture as soon as this goddamn podcast is over. Maybe that can be the cover photo for the show. That? That's probably, right. probably some sort of infringement. Probably not. <laughs> All right. All right. But here's the thing, though. Like, I think for winners, it's been predicted for guys who put pretty well on fast trick and ruin the greens. But there's a lot of guys on hashtag team no put up doing well here. So, for oh, example, yeah. Lee Westwood finished runner up last year. That dude yeah. can't put a lick. I think he missed like a four footer to keep my Mito head to head alive down the stretch uh, yesterday. Uh, Keith Mitchell, really good here. He's pretty dicey on the greens, although he's been, he's a good Bermuda putter. Uh, Corey Connors, can't putt a lick. Pretty good here. Luke List, definitely can't putt a lick. Pretty good here. So there are guys that are just so good with their ball striking that it just doesn't matter. So I wouldn't count those guys out, but typically speaking, guys have been pretty good putters have done well here. Um, Here's the one thing that kind of confuses me. So it's according to this chart, iron play and scrambling coming into this tournament is not very predictive success. So let's talk about scrambling first. I actually agree with that. So even though there's a low green and regulation rate, all the greens are basically surrounded by thick rough where it's a little bit of a crapshoot to if you're going to lie or not, if you hit into the rough, which listen, that takes all the skill out of it. And there's less skill involved in popping a ball out of the rough and onto the green. Bryson's actually described that, by the way. That's why he said he won Wingfoot, because, sorry, I can just pop it out of the rough, no big deal. It's when you get on these tight Bermuda lies, that's when it, the skill level goes up. There's not a whole lot of that this week. I think there's a couple greens where there's some, like, runoff areas, but overall it's pretty thick rough around the green. I'm not going to worry about scrambling pretty much at all this week. I don't yeah. really care. I agree with that. Um, but it also suggests that there's the emphasis on iron play, which is puzzling Dumb. because... You Don't think, play. like, all right, like, you know, really good iron players do really well here. You know, really good off the tee. Like, ball striking, that's what I think of. But, like, I, maybe because this chart is seeing that, you know, guys like Bryson won here. Like, his iron numbers are always kind of iffy. Jason Day's won here. His iron number has always been kind of iffy, too. Matt Every has won here. Maybe that's dragging the chart down. Nobody knows anything about Matt Every. Who cares? Move on. Okay. But, well, it looks at overall this tournament, who's won here. Right. And it suggests that no matter how you're good or bad you're hitting your irons, it's not really predicted how the leaderboard shakes out. But, like, let's just look at, just look at who's won this. All right. Yeah, so, Rory McIlroy. Great, great iron, iron player. Mark Leishman. Great, great. long iron player. Yep. Terrell Haddon. Francesco Molinari. Great iron player. Right. Tiger Woods, probably the greatest the iron player of all time. Yes. What do you mean? And then, yeah. And then you look at like Lee Westwood, Keith Mitchell, Corey Connors, Luke Bliss. Like all those guys are really good here. All of them yeah. great ball strikers. So I don't buy that for a second. I'm actually going to defy what data golf is telling me. Yeah. Actually, what drives the variation in scoring, this is where the iron play comes in. So 50% of, 54% of this version of scores at Bay Hill is driven from ball striking. And it's really heavily weighed on the irons. I basically how kind of like last week at, at PJ National, how you're hitting your irons is really important this week to yeah. determine where you're especially your long irons here. Yeah, and then that brings me to the next point: where are guys hitting their approach shots from? So last couple of weeks we've kind of been on a run of like short to intermediate irons have been where you want to target. This week is mostly long irons. So 70% of your approach shots are coming over 150 yards, and half of those are coming over 200. Because so, yeah. aren't all the par threes like 190 or more here or something Less, like that? Yeah, yeah, basically all the par threes are basically 200 yards or more. Uh, oh. You have four par fives. You have a couple par I want I want to cry on a golf course. When I, show, when I go to these par threes, and it's like, uh, yeah, you're 210. I'm like, this is a par three. Yeah. No. No, no, I don't want to play this whole No, I want to be hitting an eight iron into a cushy green. Yeah, thank no, you. No, here, here's your hybrid, and then you're going to duck hook into the water. Uh, it's, so like, anyways, it's like you play golf with me, Steve. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, half your approach shots over 150 yards is going to be over 200. Focus on that. Um, is you Keegan know, in the field? I had no idea. I don't know. He doesn't make my notables anymore, unless oh. it's a really bad field. All right, guys. So that's it for the golf game of podcast. <laughs> Great. I don't have to talk about the guy from Pink Panther anymore. So. All right. Why don't we take another break? And then I want to poke a hole in uh, a narrative that you might be hearing this week. This week. I love when you poke holes in narratives. Now, listen, Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is right around the corner, and Prop Swap is giving you a place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, Prop Swap is make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. Now's the time to find the Cinderella's while the odds are high. So, 
Go to your sports book, buy a handful of tickets, and list them on PropSwap. Remember, only one team needs to make a run, and that ticket will pay for the rest. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up and go download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like featured listed tickets showing you the best value and activity feed so you know when all the big sales and red-hot tickets are going on, and a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. When you use promo code SGP on your first deposit, they will match up to 500 bucks. So go join the real sports bettors uh, on PropSwap. This is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. So let's talk about comp courses for a second. Okay. So let's start with just some like on, you know, PG American soil that you can look at. Okay. So I think you look at similar golf courses that you looked at last week because this place is really penal and there's a lot of penal golf courses that kind of come to mind. So PJ National, there's actually a pretty good crossover between guys that do well here and guys that do well here. Uh, you look at Quail Hollow, a little bit of a crossover there too. Yeah, with Rory especially. Yep. You look at, uh, Murfield Village. Look at that. You look at TBC Twin Cities, a little bit of a crossover there, too. So, yeah, if you want to look at here's the same American golf courses you looked at last week, PJ Nash, I think you're fine doing that. Okay. But here's one thing I heard last year is that people were trying to compare success at Wentworth, which is the home of the BMW European yeah, yeah. PGA Championship. That's what Victor just won, right? No, he didn't win that one. He won the down in Abu Dhabi. I thought he won. I thought Victor won the BMW too. No, he didn't win the. He didn't win in Wentworth. Okay. No, he didn't. Sorry. Um. So, anyways, people want to try and compare that tournament to success at Bay Hill, which listen, like there is certainly some cross reference or there's some cross correlation. You got Terrell Haddon's won there. I think Molinari might have won there. I don't know. He might have finished second one tournament. So basically, there's there was a push last year to look at Wentworth when handicapping the European players. Well, they're on the right track. It's not perfect. There's a couple mm-hmm. flaws in it. I mean, there's a lot of the same concepts with Wentworth. If you don't know what Wentworth is, basically it's this narrow, like, tree-lined golf course in England that is has a little bit of elevation to it. It's a little difficult. It's where they play the flagship event over the European Tour, well, now the DP World Tour Championship. So... Bay Hill's a little more penal than Wentworth. Even though Wentworth is very tree-lined, there's not a whole lot of water hazards on the golf course. I think there's a creek that winds its way around the 18th green. Other than that, there's not really a whole lot of water. There's a little bit more room to operate off a tee at Wentworth. Bay Hill is a lot flatter than Wentworth. Like, Bay Hill's basically a flat citrus uh, field, pretty much. Water. Where Wentworth, yeah, Wentworth are, yeah, there's some downhill shots, some uphill shots at Wentworth. The grass types are different. Like... And Wentworth isn't a place where a bomber can go there and just overpower the place, cut corners. Everything's really out in front of you at Wentworth. I don't love that Wentworth comparison. You know what I do love, though? And this actually would have worked in your favor last year. Golf courses in the Middle East. That's really where you want to look at for European golfers. So it's the same agronomy. You got summer season, warm seeded, you know, grass types, either Bermuda. There's some pass palm, but pass palm can kind of behave a little similar to Bermuda, yeah. you know. Um, so they all have warmer seasonal grass types. Uh, some of them also have the overseeded thick ryegrass rough uh, over there, too. Uh, they all have a lot of water hazards on them, too. They're all very flat golf courses like Bay Hill. Uh, and all of them feature really firm and windy conditions as well. So you look at some of the guys, the Europeans who have done well. I already know the- who you're going to bet. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, Rory McIlroy. Uh, success in Bay Hill, time success in the success in the Middle East. Yeah, Terrell had Molinari, Fitzpatrick, Garcia, Stenson, Westwood, Fleetwood. All those guys have a ton of success in the Middle East. They account for 17 wins over there. Uh, yeah, Christian Bazanehu. Let's talk about a little more on how the guy. T18 finished and a T7 play finished at Bay Hill. Finished runner-up at the Desert Dubai Classic in 2020. He's got two other top or three other top 20s there, and. Bryson Shambo's lone European Super win before he became the Hulk was the 2019 Omega Desert Dubai Classic. So, okay. use that lean last year. That would have paid off aces. Yep. And I think those are better golf courses to use. I think they're a okay. better representation of what Bay Hill is, is taking those golf courses. I mean, listen, you can look at Wentworth. It's fine. Like, a lot of the concepts, you got to play positional golf. Can't get be too erratic off the tee. 
But I think the Middle East courses are definitely where it's at as far as like a direct correlation to handicap some of the Europeans over here. I like it. So don't, yeah, so don't pigeonhole yourself into just Wentworth. Expand your horizons. Use the Middle East golf courses. So with that said, why don't we go over the top 10 players in the field that gain the most strokes per round at Real the quick, Hill? So Billy Horschel won Wentworth this year. Yes, he did. That's correct. So, so that's how you know it's not a good game. Oh, so Billy Horschel could be a massively popular pick this week. He is. Because he gained a bunch of strokes off T to green, but he lost putting. I, oh, God, I can't wait for that. <laughs> All right. I thought you were, I thought you were going to talk about, I thought you were going to say, uh, we can save it for tomorrow, but I really thought you I'll say somebody who I'm absolutely not betting because okay. he's the European and plays well in, in, uh, in the Middle East. But is it, we, is it Matt Wallace? No, Matt Wallace is, no. <laughs> Matt Wallace I, actually does well at both Bay Hill. That, and that's my guy. Too. And I can't, I can't bet him anymore. Oh, he's broken. Oh. He's broken. All right, top ten players in the field gain most strokes per round at Bay Hill. Number one, who do you think it is? Gain most strokes at Bay Hill. How long? How many rounds are we talking? Twenty eight rounds. Rory? Yeah, it's Rory. I think he's won this tournament twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Plus two point seven per round, twenty eight rounds. Second, Bryson DeChambeau, plus two and a half per round. Yep. Listen, these guys are bombers. They can cut the corners. They really shorten this place up. Uh, Sung J M third plus two point five in twelve rounds. That's a thing. He's a pretty accurate player. Good with his irons. Good on Bermuda. I I cannot. I'll tell you right now. This show will come out Monday morning before the bets go. I if he is, what do you think he's going to open up at? I bet he might be forty to one. I bet he's going to be the same. No fucking way, dude. I bet I I bet he's going to be the same number what he was at Riviera. No way. Yeah, he was forty one at Riviera. I just auto bet it. Dude, I think gonna, it, this is a strong feel. I bet he's going to be the same. I bet he's going to be the same price. Maybe, oh. maybe, thir- maybe thirty-five. If if this is short of what you just got me so excited for, I'm going to be very upset at you tomorrow. I'm still betting it, but like I, th- I, I, I might be tempted to bet that. I wouldn't. Oh, I'm 100 percent betting it. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah, we'll see what the number is tomorrow. Uh, number four, the aforementioned Christian Bazain, who plus two point one over eight rounds. Uh, Will Zalatoris actually played really well here last year in his debut. Yeah. T10, hard golf course, long island. Yeah. Yeah, I think people are going to, I think he's going to be a model darling. He, people are going to suck in the head. Number six, Sergio Garcia, consistent, accurate ball striker. No. Why wouldn't he be great here? That's also a guy who can't pot, but he just ball strikes when he can finishes. Keith Mitchell's number seven, one game, plus 1.9 per round over 12 rounds. Matt Wallace, which I just mentioned, plus 1.9 over 12 rounds. Scotty Scheffler played well here last year. I think he had like a T15 finish. Like that's a guy who hits it long and straight. That works pretty well here. And then my boy, Henrik Stenson, former winner, 1.9 strokes per round, 46 rounds, who is utterly and completely broken at this point. Well, it doesn't matter. He still beat uh, Viegas uh, on, on that bet I laid. Yeah, the only person that didn't beat Viegas is Matthew Wolf. They tied. Yeah, it was fucking great. Awesome. Yeah. That, so that I was on both of them, too. Yay! That made me feel better. I didn't hit the absolute stone nuts guy DFL. That was great. I did. Thank, thank you. <laughs> That's true. Good job. All right. So basically, I mean, you kind of see like a theme of this list. Like there's some bombers on this list. They obviously have an advantage. You have guys who are pretty accurate. Do some of their long irons. They're on this list. Like it's a, it's a pretty basic theme and cookie cutter mold this week to use. I think it's kind of easy to pick out the guys you want here. Like this, this, this does a pretty good job separating the fakers and the makers. And, yeah. you know, I think you just got to grind over your stats and. I think I think I think picking players is a little easier than last week. At this place. So we'll see. I don't know. You you say that shit. You've been fucking hitting fucking trip twenties every time you throw a dot. So I don't know. I don't know what you talk about. Easier. So that means you better be hitting double bull every time this week. Wow. That <laughs> all good things come to an end. And uh, your that's time not, your your time's coming, sir. That's that's not true. I've been married to my beautiful, lovely wife in case she's listening for nineteen all right. years. All good things in gambling <laughs> come to an end. How about that? All right, why don't we take one more break, and then we'll, uh, you know, dissect your brain about what you're looking at this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> listen, don't forget to go download the SGPN app. Uh, it's live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And listen, I keep saying it every week. You guys did great for the reviews for, like, three fucking days. Three days. Go throw us more reviews. What are you doing? Go hit five stars. Say something mean. Say something nice. Don't care. Five stars does help, though. So do it. Listen, man, we do plenty of shows a week. Steve eyes literally bleed from the amount of fucking <laughs> content he puts out on the website for the articles and the breaking down. You want to know about grass types? You want you want graphs and shit? Go give us a fucking review. All right? Let's go. Stop a lot, a lot, lot of graphs. 
<laughs> stop being lazy. Fuck, go. go click, go click five stars. Say Capper sexy, Steve Spot. There you go. Boom, done. Let's go. There you go. <laughs> I can live with that. All <laughs> right. So you heard me talk for God. This show is really long. It was uh, long. You wanted me long. back. Listen, yeah, yeah. I mean, you derail me sometimes with a uh, as I'm going through my spiel. So, anyways. So you've been listening to me drone out about this place. So I guess where's your head at as far as like what you're looking for? I mean, look, honestly, like obviously dealing with my mother for the past, I'm, I'm a little punchy at this point, right? For the last 20, 24 hours at this point, not a lot of sleep. Um, not, I, I haven't done any research yet, obviously, but, uh, I mean, look, from my memory of this, it's, I want long iron players and guys, not even necessarily accurate off the tee. But can gain off the tee, right? I, I don't want yeah. I want I want somebody who's going to lose strokes. I think the biggest thing for me is 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 the long irons, right? Like I just I think of this course, I'm like, okay, the guy needs to be able to hit 185 to like 220 yard iron shot accurately into these fucking like you said, horribly concrete greens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like what was that shit back in the day? Uh, it was apex. What the fuck was it? Yeah, the apex height. Yeah, apex side. Like you need somebody to be able to hit the ball high. Yeah. Well, that's that's usually a guy who has some length because he can get shorter right. iron to these greens. Right. 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 So, but you know what I mean. So yeah, just long no, iron I know players. Exactly. Yeah. Just long iron players, guys who aren't like. I mean, it's everything you said. Like, I really want to bet M off the jump. Um, that was the first one I thought about. Like, literally the first one I thought about. Other than Keegan, unless Keegan's in the field, I'm betting Keegan. He's gonna win someday again. Because you told me he's never gonna win again, I'm betting him every week he plays now. All right, he may win opposite field. Actually, you know what? It's an opposite field event this week. They got the Puerto Rico Open. Maybe he's in that field, actually. He might be. You want to do that this week instead of cover Bay Hill? You want to do DFS with the Puerto Rico Open? <sighs> That's sad. So sad. That is pretty sad. That's sad. Wait, wait. Right. So now we're going to have to give out odds, at least outright, for the Puerto Rico Open. I'll take well, no, we we can no, take no. a look at the field and throw a couple of nuggets out there. Look what we missed out on. Fine, fine. You, know what? The you, can, you can do all the research on that, okay? Okay, yeah. I'll do I'll do all the air quotes research on my fucking Puerto Rico outright open picks. Again. I think they might be playing a new golf course this year, too. Oh, really? I, I don't think it's at the same place. I don't know. It might be. Anyway, all right. All right you got anything else, sir? No, nah, super, super long show. Really punchy. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, you got anything for anybody? Now that's it. Why don't we uh, try to get back on the horse and uh, <laughs> break the slump? <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge slump we got going, yeah. Uh, so we got a special guest uh, coming down tomorrow night. You guys got to stay tuned for that. Um, super shop kid. Um, I say kid. I don't really know how old he is, but I feel like everybody's a kid committed to me at this point. Um, <laughs> and so he's coming on tomorrow night. Uh, Tor picks Joe Ionta. I'm pretty sure I said that correctly. I'm bad with the uh, vowel last names. Um, <laughs> the... Um, and uh, other than that, man, go uh, read Steve's article. I'm sure he's already put out the preview article. I'll probably have the other one out before uh, the next one, uh, next pod drops. So go watch that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, listen, uh, everybody, uh, if you could send uh, good thoughts to my ma, I'd appreciate it. And uh, other than that, man, fucking break them books again this week. Let's go. Let's go.